in Brooklyn no more. They're brothers. They're plumbers. They're on the trail of a kidnapped princess and a mystical meteorite. That gives anyone... Hey everybody, it's the Cannon Cruisers. I'm JD. And I'm Randy, and this is another exciting edition of the non-canonical adventures of JD and Randy. And this is our summer series that we always do. Mm-hmm. And today we took a look at a movie from 1993 called Super Mario Brothers. Or is it Super Mario Brothers? There's no way to know until we talk about the movie, is there? So, in case you don't know what this movie is about, because it's not really about anything the game is about. Because as the movie likes to tell you, this ain't no game. Dang! No, no but it is the first video game adaption movie. This is the first time they ever took a video game and turned it into a live action movie. I mean, it ain't no Kung Fu Master. Well, that's not really the same sort of thing. But this movie is essentially the first real adaption. And if you don't know what the video game is about, don't worry, because the movie's not really that much about it. But it's more about it than Double Dragon was, and that's a shock. Well, because Double Dragon is a simple story, so you figured that would have been easy. This one is a bit more complicated. So, I guess we should talk about what the movie is actually about, which is about... Uh, Two Brooklyn pl plumbers... Uh... Fall into this mysterious world where dinosaurs roam, because the meteorites split the, the dimensions in two. And then the evil King Koopa on the dinosaur side wants to merge them back together so he can rule over everything. And he needs a meteorite piece and uh, the a princess. princess called Daisy to finish his plan. Oh, and also the king is a mushroom. And the king he er, usurped from apparently is a mushroom. Because he turned it into it because... And he has, he has devolution de evolution guns called Devo guns? He has evolution and devolution guns and uh, what are they called? Basically what they did to a Bobo in... Uh, <laughs> It double dragon they did here to a whole bunch of other things except instead of making their heads really really big and fat they made their heads really really small and their bodies really really big yeah it's actually surprising how much similarity they have including the weird almost cyberpunky feel as well because that's in both movies as well even though it's more suited to double dragon than it is here but... this movie you could strip out all the mario stuff and just still have a weird movie that kind of works but not really but also kind of it's uh, It doesn't have very much to do at anything at all except, like, well, the original Super Mario Brothers plot, for those who don't know, is about plumbers named Mario and Luigi rescuing Princess Toadstool from King Koopa. Uh, 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 millennial, you're showing your age. Her name is officially Princess Peach now. Yeah, but this is, we're talking about when this came out. She was Princess Peach and he was King Bowser. But in the U.S., it became toadstool and king koopa yeah that's what the game is based on the original uh, u.s version which is like i said it's princess toadstool and it's king koopa which is what there was what one of them is called in this movie i don't know why the other one is called daisy who is from super mario world or land well, I don't at least know she why. had brown hair like daisy does in the game but... i don't know it's weird this whole movie is weird actually it's um 
Like, well, Double Dragon, we, we already explained that. That was a simple story where it's just basically Fist of the North Star meets Death Wish with crazy gangs and two guys who are martial arts masters trying to rescue uh, one of their girlfriends. And I, I, one, wouldn't, I wouldn't call them martial arts master. I'd say one is a martial arts master and they were supposed, was Scott Wolf. They were supposed to be. And this one, it's the same sort of thing, except Super Mario Brothers is a different sort of game in that it's very sort of surreal where you're warping through pipes and you're eating mushrooms to grow bigger and catching fire flowers to shoot fire. So And, and you're jumping on mushrooms and you're jumping on turtles and you're jumping on fish and, and you're there's throwing, plants that are trying to eat you. And you're throwing bombs. So it's And there's alligators into sewers, but there's actually Koopas. It's uh it's a bit weirder to do and apparently from what Randy said is that what they were trying to do is instead is we're we're gonna pretend the game was something based on our movie. So we did it kind of backwards apparently so that makes this a strange adaption in that aspect because it has all parts of that stuff but it's not in a way you would expect it to have it and some of the stuff that's in the game isn't even in here and some of the stuff is in other games like mario 2 but not in other games like the original like for instance the star man is the invincibility power up but it's not in here at all you figure it would be it's, uh, it's that's the thing in the original script that was jokingly referred to as drain man written by the guy who wrote rain man <sighs> the whole quest was koopa was trying to get the invincibility crown from princess peach and her father yeah. so that he could use it to invade the mushroom kingdom hmm. and that crown had a star on it well like i said it's Mario is not exactly the type of thing that adapts very easily, never mind the live action. It's just kind of hard to get across. Stay tuned for the Chris Pratt version of it in 2023. Yeah, uh, well, that's also going to be animated, so at least that has a leg up. This one, also, not even counting that it's the first, like I said, live action video game adaption ever done, is kind of a tall order, and especially considering all the weird behind the scenes that happened on this movie as well. Um, Can we talk about how weirdly stacked this cast is it is weirdly in a lot of ways yeah you have bob hoskins as mario mario mm -hmm. you have john leguizamo as luigi mario mm -hmm. you have dennis hopper samantha mathis as daisy mm -hmm. i'm a daisy dennis hopper as king as in his first name is actually king koopa yeah Fiona Shaw as Lena. No idea who she is. Um, in in the, Mario Universes. No, no, no. Kidnap girls, Randy. No, no. Lena is actually the uh, Koopa's dominatrix. I don't know what you would want to call her. I don't know. She's uh, but uh, but she's a weird. She's not a character. She doesn't have any analog. But then you have Iggy and Spike, two of the Koopa kids, but the Koopa cousins. Uh, in in here. I don't. Played know. by Fisher Stevens and uh, Richard Edson. Mm-hmm. And you have Mojo Nixon, because they didn't want to pay Tom Waits too much. As Toad. Yeah. As Toad. And of all people, Lance Heinrichsen as King Bowser. Wait, what? King to Toadstool, I think, is actually what they meant to put there. But Well, he didn't have a name because Toadstool was never used in the movie. Because, yeah. Again, the king as the old king. Like I guess, I guess we should say in the original games, um, Mario and Luigi also come from Brooklyn. Although, like I said, it's not really talked about too much these days. But in the original games, that's where they came from, and it was a 
the, the the Mushroom Kingdom, which was... They came from New Donk City, J.D. You know they did. Which the first half is the Mushroom Kingdom, which is where the princess comes from and all that, and the, where Toad is and the Mushroom people. And on the other hand is uh, Bowser, which is the Koopa Kingdom, which is all the turtles and lizards and stuff like that. So they kind of combine them in this movie in a very strange way by just having the toadstool stuff be the king de-evolutionized into uh, mushrooms that cover the entire city. I don't know how you would even get to that point as an idea, but that's what it was. Because you see, J.D., <laughs> that we, we, we all evolved from the primordial ooze, man. And when I use the devolution gun, it brings us right back to the beginning, man. Christian Slater wasn't in this movie, though, even though he no, was... No, Christian Slater has always been trying to do Jack Nicholson meets Dennis Hopper from Apocalypse Now. Well, he was almost in this movie. Apparently, almost everybody alive at the time was almost in this movie. I don't know why. I'm but... not reading off that list again, but Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone were wanted for Koopa. Yeah. But and... they got Dennis Hopper instead. I'm glad they got Dennis Hopper because I can not see the other two as, as that character, especially in this movie. And then we also have to talk about the fact that it's directed by Annabelle Jankel and Rocky Morton, mm-hmm. um, who, if you read anything about productions, were complete monsters on the set. Like, they they were called out on their professionalism a lot of the times. These are people that gave us Max Headroom. Yeah, uh, amongst other things and they apparently changed the script every day but some of that was studio meddling but some of that was mm-hmm. they wanted to be a darker movie than it was yeah and a lot of people and more adult set and everything yeah people kept getting hurt on set there's apparently was a point where they uh i don't know who, who ghost directed the rest of the film but they were basically kicked off the set they weren't allowed on the set for the remainder of the movie at some point sure um Wouldn't be surprised everybody was drunk for the entire movie because they hated it yeah apparently the production for this movie was not a whole lot of fun it was uh, a lot of problems which when you watch the final result is like okay it kind of works as a whole piece but it feels like there's a lot of stuff either missing in here or was edited out and apparently there was a lot of stuff like that. yes because uh long story short there is somewhere out there on the internet i haven't been able to find it ever since it got dmca'd mm-hmm. the Thing that is called from the Super Mario Brothers movie archive, the Jankel Morton cut mm-hmm. or the Morton Jankel cut, mm-hmm. which they actually had restored from a VHS copy of one of the original producers who had sold the tape on VH sold the VHS tape of it on eBay, and they restored it mm-hmm. with music and put all the additional scenes in that give it an extra half an hour of footage. That mm-hmm. made made the story a little bit more clearer, a little bit more adult and more surreal mm-hmm. than it was. I didn't get to watch it because I'm an idiot and I didn't download it, but knowing that it would get DMCA'd. Because well, come on. Also, you might as well put it to the. Might as well mention this at the time at the time we we're recording this is that the movie's not actually available anywhere. You can't actually watch it legally unless you have like an old VHS or DVD version, or you have the Rift Tracks version of it, which yeah. I don't even think is available anymore for sale. No, because apparently Disney owns the rights. Technically, they've always owned the rights. They don't uh, want to be released, and probably Nintendo doesn't either. And uh, I don't think anybody involved with the movie is going to fight for it to be released. So, Even though it's developed a cult following over the years. Basically, the movie is very hard to find unless you're looking for it intentionally. 
so that was kind of our history and general impressions on that film. Mm -hmm. uh, so I guess we should talk about the highlights of the film, or do you want to go with the lowlights? Uh, I guess we can go with the highlights first, is that um, even despite all the problems and issues with it, um, it has I gotta, a cool aesthetic. I gotta say, at least they tried to do something different with it, because when you remember this, when this came out, like I said, two things, it's the first video game adaption ever, so you gotta cut it a little bit of slack on that side. But on the other side, too, is... And it's, it's based on mm -hmm. something that doesn't really have a story. Yeah, it's also really hard to adapt something like that. And at the same time, the aesthetic itself is actually very interesting. Dino cyberpunk? Yeah, like I said I, I said earlier when we watched it, it kind of reminds me a bit of what they did with Double Dragon, except while that would have fit Double Dragon more and then they didn't use it enough, here they use it as much as they possibly can. Um, they're in this weird dino cyberpunk city and they're not afraid to show it off at every opportunity. All their weird little gadgets, uh, the weird signs. And yeah, it's like, how is this for kids? It's like when you, th if you, mm -hmm. you can tell that it's like, well, we can't do it. The, the tone jives weirdly with the set, but because we keep getting written, this, we already have the sets built and we already have everything. We have to kind of stick generally with this. So there's this weird disconnect between the words and the actions well, i mean they hired actual actual strippers to uh, populate the boom boom club well like i said it actually feels less childish than double dragon does which is ironic again because it's supposed to be more childish than double dragon block kids ears fucking a bobo yeah like that like the goombas for instance are a lot creepier looking than a bobo was and yeah it's they're like, also more intimidating than he was it's like notice that i i don't i'm not swearing about them i don't like them but i, I think mm -hmm. they're better than what they did to our poor buddy Obobo and his family. Well, yeah, he, they're even tall like he's supposed to be. They're muscular like he's supposed to be, and they're intimidating like he's supposed to be, and it's, they're looming. It's just that they're really stupid to be there, and mm -hmm. everything they did with them is stupid, and this movie is stupid for stupid doing that. There's but at the same time, movie, yeah. this movie is just stupid in general. Mm -hmm. It's a goofy but movie with a dumb, weird The person. highlight of the movie is that it is stupid, and it I think it realize, they realize that a point fact that they're all drunk at, at half uh, half the movie and they're always constantly being hurt and mm -hmm. they really hate you can tell you can everything you can tell that they were consummate professionals mm -hmm. who yeah. hated working on this film but did it because it was a paycheck and they put their best into it they did what they even if do. they hated mm -hmm. the directors and the constant screen playwriting yeah um but that didn't sound like a highlight so i'm going to say the world's slowest mattress race uh is going to be my my highlight of the film because it is completely dumb, as mm -hmm. I was just saying, that this movie is really dumb. Which leads to the climax of the movie, of all things, because for some reason when they fly out of the tunnel in the mattress, it flies like a magic carpet or something? Yeah, that mattress does not bend. <laughs> so strange. It's like they were racing on a piece of plywood. They, the Goombas literally could have... Well, no, actually, I'm thinking about it now. They couldn't have literally got off the thing and walked faster because they were too tall for it. Mm -hmm. So, like, okay, I... I I misremembered. This isn't California, which yeah. we thought was said a lot more. This is just simply, oh, okay. It is faster than I remembered it. And it does make sense in that they were too big to actually walk through and actually mm -hmm. walk up after them. Well, like I said, I like that they took random things from the games and tried to make them work. Like the mushrooms help you in the game. So they try to have the mushrooms help you in the movie. Or um, how about they got King Koopa into a mm -hmm. um, 
rock thingy that made it look like he was in his uh, flying uh, clown car. Clown car, yeah. And he shoots the fireballs from there as well. Yeah, except that he's shooting his uh, the fireball gun. Uh, uh, flamethrower. Flamethrower is called. Yeah. Yeah, and then like they have the there's all the jumping in Mario Brothers. So in this one, they just make it that they have special jumping boots, which allows them to jump really high. So like I said, they tried to do all kinds of stuff to justify elements from the game in the movie. So you got to give them that as well. They, they even uh, tried to justify Mario and Luigi's dislike of the mob in the movie, in the video games, because uh, they have the Scapelli bro brothers, who oh, yeah. are the uh, mob-owned uh, plumbers that set off this whole thing. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, like I said, there's elements of the games in here, and they tried to make it its own unique thing. So I, that's, a, that's definitely a highlight of this movie. The but, world's slowest mattress race. But the, the low light would obviously be that... Um, it's a bit uh, the tonal dissonance. It's not really Super Mario Brothers. No, still. <laughs> it's still it's 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 a try, but this movie is not no an adaption of the movie. But I, I feel like that that's kind of pulling an easy thing. There's there's a bunch of bad stuff in here. Like so you could take the Super Mario Brothers name off of this, and it would probably still be. It might be actually more talked about as a oh yeah remember that no, movie was kind no, of no it would have been too. it would have been less talked about. It's like I think it's because of the fact that there's that that dissonance between what the property is and what was the actual adaptation. I think there's more conversation around it. Otherwise, this would have just been Theodore Rex, who's the only no, person that remembers... not Theodore the, Rex. The only person that remembers that movie or talks about that movie, even though I remember nothing about that movie, is I would, me. I would give it more credit than Theodore Rex does. Theodore Rex doesn't really have anything at all going That was the one with Whoopi Goldberg in it, or is that Dinosaur City? No, that's the one with Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. That one has no real redeeming qualities at all. I said at least this one has some stuff for it that works like i said the the problem is obviously because there was so much trouble behind the set you can tell there's a lot of uh, dissonance in the production a lot of weird tonal shifts uh weird drag pacing drags at points this movie is 140 minutes sorry an hour and 40 minutes not 140 because that would be <laughs> torturous um two hours but mm -hmm. i forgot where i was going with it because i just saw a, a, a fat guy walking in front of my house who was really, really happy with a with a drill mm -hmm. um yeah, whatever. talking about the length of the movie here. Mm -hmm. It feels like, yeah, I I lost my thread. Sorry, fat man. Um, yeah, you said it was about uh, it was a hundred and hundred and forty minutes, an hour and forty minutes, but it doesn't feel like uh, an hour and forty minutes. It feels like it's longer than that because of the weird pacing issues in the movie. Yes, that that might have been where I was going with it. Mm -hmm. But really, he, my my cousin really looked too happy with that mm -hmm. drill. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I want to know what he's going to drill now. Um, mm -hmm. Cannon Cruisers. Yeah. I'm just sorry. I'm just trying to get myself refocused back yeah. here. But um, other lowlights of the film is just it's that that script is bad. <laughs> yeah. There's 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 jokes that they get no payoff. There's that pizza joke that they it's like you you can tell that they wanted to go somewhere with it, but they never finished it. No, it was just brought up in a random scene, and then it's brought up again at the end, and that's it. It's not really a joke, or there's no payoff. There's no setup for anything. You can tell that it was supposed to be a setup for something because he orders the pizza, big elaborate thing. He goes, "Where's my pizza?" Yeah, this is and they're like, "Oh, it's not here yet." And then finally, they go, "Your pizza here." I don't, and it's like, "Oh, okay, I'll go get my pizza later." It's like all very polite. Okay, I'll come. I'll get that after I finish here. It's like that's it not a joke. No, it would have been something if if it probably didn't get cut in production hell that this movie was. Like, so there's a lot of weird stuff like that. A lot of 
strange tone of stuff that comes up doesn't really come up again um like for instance the whole evolution gun makes two of the thugs smart and then later on they betray them and act like they were always going to do that but we missed the scene where that would have been revealed to us so it just feels weird why are they now on this side why are they pretending like they were always on this yeah because that was one of the deleted scenes is that there's a deleted scene where iggy and spike rap in the bar because yeah. they're drunk and it kind of reveals that hey they're actually against koopa yeah. because it's illegal to talk against koopa in this society which we know because that was brought up earlier, but we don't know why they are not on their side. Anymore. And and then it's and then it's revealed later on that after they escaped, oh yeah, no, we were actually loyal to your father. Now we're trying to help you. And then they disappear after that and say, like, okay, goodbye. And then then they wind up in the real world. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff like that that obviously was not finished because this movie itself wasn't really finished. <laughs> I guess they just cobbled together what they could in added some scenes after people got hurt to re for reshoots and just slapped it together and put it out. I, I, it's, you could tell that they were aiming more for a PG-13 than, than the actual time. Mm. Um, honestly, I think they were. I think where I was going with that 141 minutes thing is that it felt like that if they were aiming more for a child audience, that was the time they're trying to shoot for because Probably. that the original cut was two hours and uh, ten minutes long. Yeah, they definitely weren't making movies that long for kids back then. So... Um... Also, this movie really should have been animated. Well, yeah, but this, again, you have to put in the time period it was made in. There was no chance of that happening. Uh, animated movies at that time were basically Disney, Don Bluth-type stuff. Uh, adaptions not, weren't really a thing for when it came to that. I like animated stories. It would have been nice, but it, was, it wasn't going to happen unless it was like a Japanese OVA sort of situation. For, like I said, for what the movie was and when it came out, I... I guess you couldn't really expect much different than what you got, to be quite honest. It's not like the other adaptions at the time were that much different, which we've already covered one of. Yes. So have you figured out what our theme of our uh, thing is yet, or do you need one more episode to figure it out? Uh, I guess they'll figure it out soon enough. It's not that complicated. So, Randy, what would you give Super Mario Brothers from 1993? Yeah, I'd give it a three. It's a totally fine movie. I understand why it's a cult classic in a way. Mm -hmm. uh, I really feel bad that I got sidetracked, but that was a funny <laughs> image just to turn. It's almost as funny as your guy with the chicken. Um, yeah. But yeah, a three. It's it's not it's nothing mm -hmm. great, but it's like I'm not going to tell people not to go out of their way to not see it. Uh, yeah. Just that you'll have a hard time because it's been buried. Yeah. Um, and the only Blu-ray edition of this was released in the UK. Yeah, as I said it's difficult to find. I'll also give it a three. It's solid for what it is. It could obviously be much better. It obviously had more potential. But for the final product, it's fine. For a first try at mm -hmm. adapting a video game property back when these things didn't really have stories. Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, getting on my soapbox here. <laughs> look at modern day adaptations of video games. They're still screwing up when the video games even have more story. Yeah. Like, how do you screw up the Uncharted movie? How do you screw up the Tomb Raider movies? It's like, they have a story. They yeah. actually have a story that you could incorporate and follow. It's not all abstract and metaphor. No. A lot of it just feels like they just want to put their own thing and just using the license to uh, justify it. And this one, as I said, at least they tried to do something original. It wasn't entirely successful, but it was memorable. And like I said, we're still talking about it today, so got to have that going for it. And uh, I guess that's it for this one. Um, we'll see you next time when we continue our cruise through our non-canon summer catalog. Goodbye, everybody.
Goodbye. And a mystical meteorite. It's incredible! That gives anyone who possesses it oh! the power to rule the universe. Get me the rock! Tell it, get it, lizard breath! Now, they must rescue the princess. And make it safely back. Later, alligator. To our world. Are you alright? Before time runs out. Brothers, this ain't no game.